It's a very wonderful morning and welcome to Politics Unleashed on Lusaka Music Radio 97.7. My name is Wiseman Zulu and I'm so glad today that we do have uh, Dr. Nevis Mumba, who is president for the Movement for Multi-Party Democracy. And we have also an addition to the brand, actually, which says New Hope. New Hope. And the New Hope side, I, I do remember talking uh, with uh, your spokesperson before you went for the convention that New Hope is all about putting things together in the MMD itself as a party, but also New Hope for Zambia. Correct. You, you're welcome to this program. Thank you so much, Wiseman, and uh, thank you so much for inviting me. This is a great, great uh, station. I just pray God's best for all of you here. We really appreciate for those uh, blessings. Now, Dr. Mumba, you got into politics in a manner that so many people, especially also uh, some members of your church, that thought, look, why is he getting into politics? He should remain on the pulpit. But you've been very consistent in the way you've uh, presented yourself as to why get into politics as a man of God? Well, basically, to be clear, I do nothing except I have a witness in my heart that this is what God wants me to do. And obviously, if it was not God who led me into the political process, I would have already stepped aside by now. I have been a pastor for 22 years. Uh, before I got into politics, and I've been in politics 24 years now. So I've actually been in politics, doing politics and church at the same time uh, for 24 years. And so this was not um, a, a fly-by-night decision that somebody just feels like, let me have some fun, like let me go play golf and alongside what I do. This is my calling. This is um, the same thing that happened to me when I was a young man. And God called me into preaching and uh, the ministry. I did not go into preaching for the fun of preaching, uh, for the fun of getting people to clap for me when I preached. I got into preaching because I was overwhelmed by the quality of life in Zambia in terms of our faithlessness and how sinful uh, the young people had become and how uh, you know the moral fabric of our country had uh, so broken down that my going into ministry was to ensure that God uses me in the restoration of the morals of our country, rebuilding the lives of our young people, 
and also getting Zambia saved, which was actually my vision. Zambia shall be saved. So to go into politics was basically based on the same conviction that with the gospel in my hands and faith in my heart, I knew that the answer for Zambia and the politics of Zambia was to take light into the darkness of Zambian politics. So I am in this process because I have come to bring reform. That's why it's been tough. I've come to change the taste and the direction of politics. That's why I'm fought every day because I am not the traditional politician who goes there to do what politicians do. After my presidency, 10 years after my presidency, Zambia's politics will never, ever be the same again. I, I am so uh, intrigued by the fact that, obviously, I mean, look, you, you were very young when you actually got saved. You were very young, at, at 20. 17 years 17 old. years old. Yes. And, and by the time you're getting to 20, you established your own ministry. I mean, you, you started Victory Ministries uh, just yes, very young. At, at, 20, at 20 years <laughs> old, uh, first of all, at 19 years yes. old, I was the elder. I was an, the youngest exactly. elder in the entire Assemblies of God establishment. Yes at Maranatha Church in Kitwe. Yeah. At 20 years old, I was the president of, of the Open Door Missions, which yes. later on became a Victory Ministry. So I started ministry at a very young age, and it was a pioneer ministry, which was started from scratch. Yes. And uh, eventually, Wiseman, I'm sure you realize that Victory Ministries became a global phenomenon. Uh, but it was b birthed in Kitwe, in yes. the backwoods of my my house. And in Riverside? In Riverside, and God laid it on my heart. In fact, I was not in Riverside when we started. We were just in Parkland somewhere in a small little flat mm. uh, when God called me to preach. And um, from that, uh, you know, semi-detached detached flat, uh, God developed a, wide, a worldwide ministry. It is that resilience, it's that focus on vision, that I want to bring into Zambian politics. Mm -hmm. And some people say never was a failure in church. I think they do not understand the definition of failure uh, because we built a ministry from nothing and made it a global ministry. And we flew the Zambian flag globally around the world, wherever I spoke with some of the world's biggest, the Reinhard Bonkers, the uh, Mensa Autobills, the... Um, you know, the Oral Roberts, I preached in the same place with Oral Roberts uh, in Colorado one time. So the point I'm trying to make is that from a little place in, Chins in, in Kitwe, um, we grew the ministry to uh, an international level. And this is where I want to take Zambia to become a global phenomenon because the same God who helped us achieve that with the same focus and vision for this country, we are able to achieve that as well. I see the glitter in your eyes and I, I see your passion for this, that which you're doing. And you're a very smart boy then going to Hillcrest. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I did my best, you know. <laughs> very smart boy. And uh, at that time, you, you're really pushing and you are running the entire uh, southern province as provincial uh, commandant of the of the uh, cadet. Yes. Uh, so uh, leadership starts from that time. Yeah, I think leadership for me, Wiseman, started when I was at Moaba Primary School in Chinsali, where I grew up, and uh, I became a troop leader for uh, for the Boy Scouts mm. at at 14 years old. And at 14 years old, I took the um, the, the, the 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 troops uh, to a 14-day camp, and I was 14 <laughs> years old. And so that's where I really started to learn the um, the, the the deals of leadership. 
and then of course from there uh, I went to Hillcrest Technical School uh, in Livingston and by the time I became I went to form 5 which was you call grade 12 now I was promoted by the South the Southern Province um, uh, Defense Command and I became uh, the regimental sergeant major um, now, regimental sergeant major in those days in the cadet force meant that uh, you are in charge of the entire province. Exactly. So whenever Kenneth Kaunda would come, you know, for maybe Youth Day or something, I would command the entire southern province and uh, do the um, all the stuff that goes with presenting the guard of honor to the president because the soldiers let us do that. Instead of the soldiers doing it, we did it as cadets. Fantastic. So, and I was only... 17 years old. Yes. So I, I saw a lot in terms of leadership and I'm grateful that God gave me that privilege. Let's fast forward and obviously one wouldn't doubt why in almost every statement you're saying God led me into that because you are a firm believer in God. Mm -hmm. Fast forward, you get into politics and now you start the Christian coalition. And yes. during Christian coalition, you push. And 2020, uh, 2001, you find yourself standing for presidents and you come out number five out of 11. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, first of all, that was phenomenal, mm. I mean, by our standards. But let me put it very clear. I, I think that um, Zambians need to understand that every challenge I have taken, a lot of people thought I was not equal to the task. A lot of people that heard me start to preach, they didn't rate me as somebody who would end up with an international global ministry. They just said it's not going to happen. When we came to Lusaka to have our first international conference, Victory Ministries International Conference, um, pastors did not work with me. Many pastors in Lusaka did not work with me because they said, who do you think you are coming from the Copper Belt? We are the big boys here. No one is going to come to your conference. And they were amazed. Uh, the first night, they said we would have 300 people in Mulungushi. We had 2,500 people jammed on my first night of that meeting. Um, meeting. Uh, and so, yes, I am usually a dark horse, uh, or let me put it this way, um, um, somebody who is not expected to become. And But that's God's aspect. Because the moment you look like you are the next one, you are the one who's well positioned and privileged, then no glory goes to God. Because at the end of the day, you say, my money has made me president. Um, my my popularity has made me president, um, whatever. But whatever God has done, whether to become vice president of this country, I was not in line to become vice president, humanly speaking. I was actually just going to come to that yeah. because you were busy with your Christian coalition. You come out number five yes. and uh, 11. Actually, I looked at the number 11. You, you are 11 of you in your family or something like that? 12 of us. 12 yeah. of you. And yeah, so yeah. you come out number, number 11. Num I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> number number 11, yes. Yeah. Okay, you're number 11. Yeah, there you yes. go. And out of 11, candidates you came out number five correct uh, yes. you know so I, I look at that and I'm like okay uh, here is Nevis Mumba who is pushing and during that time he comes out number five did he get tired to a point where now you start you got that uh, appointment as vice president or did you see it as God's appointment no I, I think that there were many factors that were at play I had no intentions of joining anybody because you notice that my biggest fight uh, and even the reason for starting National Christian Coalition which later on became a political party and then National Citizens Coalition yes. was basically I did not agree with the MMD 
under President Chiluba. There are many things I did not agree with. So I got into politics to deal with that, which I considered was detrimental to the democratic process of our country and to the possible prosperity of our nation. And, and so when I came number five, uh, my campaign was anti-corruption to the hilt. I made it very clear that once I win the election, those who are involved in any areas of corruption would wish they were not born because the punishment for being implicated in corruption would be so ghastly serious that people would not wish ever to do that again. So Levi Mwanawasa, as he was campaigning, he, he was hearing my voice. He was hearing what I was saying and, and he was also uh, pushing for, for anti-corruption. And so when he won, uh, he said to me on in a phone call, in fact, I was in Dallas healing from the loss. I went to Dallas just to heal from that loss. And uh, he called me. He said, Nevers, I listened to you as you um, campaigned. Please, when you get back to Zambia, let's talk. Uh, so when I got back in Zambia, we started to talk. And, and he said, I want you to help me in the fight against corruption. I see no, nobody else that can really partner with me to get to do this. I told him I could not join him because I had my own party. He said, is it possible for the two of us to put the nation first and our own political parties in the backyard? So that's actually how we ended up agreeing to work together. So that's how I, we worked together. It wasn't my personal decision. It was the decision of the National Citizens Coalition to go into that major with MMD. I, I fast forward that position. Now we come to a point where we are asking ourselves, Navas Mumba has always been fought back and forth. Of course, we may not know what happened uh, in the MMD uh, at that time when you're being fought back and forth. Uh, for you to even come and say New Hope, it must have been serious bruises. What's going on with MMD? Well, first of all, let me take you back. You have fast-forwarded. Let me, yes. what do you call it, back? <laughs> rewind. <laughs> you know, rewind, yeah. Let me rewind, rewind in order to... When I became vice president of this country, remember, yeah. again... I was not in line That's to become it. vice president. There were those people that felt entitled to become vice president to Levi Mwanawasa. I had my own party. I was fighting the MMD just a few months before. And from according to un, unchristian people, they would say from nowhere. But for you and I, we understand that what is born of God shall overcome the world. So he brought me in. But the coming into MMD as vice president was the first level of high fighting that I ever have witnessed in my life. Because those who felt entitled started from day one to fight me. Uh, the, 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 the lies that were being thrown around and demonizing my name and trying to tell President Mwanawasa how, how wrong he was in appointing me vice president. Mwanawasa had to deal with this every day until one day in April 2003, uh, 2004, he, he made a statement at Mulungushi Conference Center. He said, I will never fire Nevers Mumba. God brought him to me and if I fire him, God will judge me. Those were his own words. And you got fired? Yeah, let's leave it there. <laughs> but he said that himself. Exactly. The reason he said that, he was trying to tell his colleagues, listen, it doesn't matter what you say, God told me to ask Nevers to become vice president and I'm not going to fire him because if I fire him, God will not spare me. So I started that raw being resisted and I went through so much pain 
as vice president until Levi Mwanawasa just got tired that he had to release me because based on all fabrications and lies because they couldn't uh, start me being vice did president. You, did you feel relieved when you were let go? In a way, yes, because, you know, at the end of the day, I'm a fighter I, and I do only what I believe God wants me to do. Uh, but there comes a time when I tell God, that, you know, just give me a little break. Let me just take in some breath. I'm coming back, Lord, but just give me a little break. I'm just so it was a little breather. It was a little bit humiliating in the manner it was done, but um, the purposes of God are not done in a specific way. Now, the reason I've given you that rewind is to answer your question: What is really going on in the movement for multi-party democracy? Remember, when MMD lost the election in 2011, I was High Commissioner in Canada and Ambassador to Cuba and to the West Indies. When I came back in December, my colleagues, uh, former ministers, had already started to campaign for the presidency of MMD two months before I arrived. In other words, I stood no chance of becoming president of MMD. I was not even rated as number two um, in that race, uh, probably three or fourth. And, um, but again, I felt strongly that God wanted me to go for this one and um, you know, join the race and people didn't rate me as uh, somebody would win. But again, at the end of the day, when the votes were counted after the convention in 2012, I had won with a landslide of 70%. Now, what that did was to upset, you know, the, the aspirations of those who believed they were the owners of MMD. They believed I was an outsider, all the way from Canada. Who, who am I to come and take over what they believed was theirs? So they vowed never to work with and, me. And you started fighting amongst yourselves on the true blue, the what, what, Yeah, because they called themselves true blue, and uh, meaning that Nevers is not true blue, but Nevers is the president. And, and down the route, uh, you even got pushes from... Uh, Arabi himself. Yeah, well, Arab, uh, President Banda wanted to decided to come back into politics in twenty after President Sata died. Yes, but he started fighting you more in MMD. Yes, yes, and yes. the battle goes round and then to, it escalates. Yeah, today now we are sitting. I still see these pockets. We had Felix Mtati who battled you back and forth. No, it and, wasn't uh, Felix. I think it's, it's the same movement. It's a, the, the, the names can change, mm. but it's the same movement. The same movement that, um, you know, pushed President Arabi to uh, come and get MMD from me for I don't know how many months or weeks. It was a few months. Yeah. And, and Felix Mtati as well for yeah. some time. But he's also pushed by the same movement. He was also being pushed by the same mm. movement. Even the little pockets that are left now, they're still from the same place and the same movement. So I just wanted to make sure that you understand that I am considered as an outsider and uh, they are going to fight me until they get me out. And uh, only thing they don't know is that it was like Balak in the Bible telling Balaam to curse Israel until Balaam said, look, I cannot curse a nation which is blessed. I've tried this three times to curse, but I failed. These people have tried to remove us more than three times, and each time they have failed. But the reason why I welcome this is because the only way God can train you for the highest office in the land is to be able to show how resilient you are in fighting real battles. And the battles I fight are not small. 
Um, and then somebody was asking me yesterday, some of these people that fight you, including this young minister... Why don't you bash them? <laughs> Why don't you bash them? No, because I, I think that's where politics is going. Uh, I, I can mention names here. Uh, Nakachinda, yeah. he, he's been on your neck. Yeah. Uh, and politics, as it were... Uh, there seems to be a destabilization in MMD, and I wonder if you will stand strong for the 2021 elections. Yeah, we have to deal with it, and uh, it has to be within the next two, three weeks. We have to deal with this you know, completely. But at the end of the day, everything has got its day, and uh, I am not petty. I know where I got that young man from. I know uh, his background or a lack of it. I know what is fighting, and it's not a physical battle, it's a spiritual battle. There's demon spirits that are driving this agenda. If, it, if there were not demon spirits, by now they would have ceased. These demon spirits have been structured for years against me, but they've always lost. But here is what I think you must understand. Somebody asked me, where did you differ with that young man? I said, first of all, my life is hard. It's very hard. When you live a principled life, you choose to take easier paths. Or, um, and decide to stay on principle. And a lot of people around you cannot handle that. But they know that if they can sell you, uh, they are able to prosper. So they would... Because even if you ask the young man you mentioned here today, what did you differ with Dr. Mumba about? He will never tell you. Because he doesn't have it in words. Except that I'm a commodity to sell, and he's not the first one, who has lived out of selling my name. There are many, it's a whole list right from church, right into politics. Anybody, who, a lot of people when they come close to me, they realize this can be a money-making venture. If I sell this guy, I'm gonna have a good life. I'm, I'm gonna have a laugh at you now because I sold your book in 1997. <laughs> we'll deal with your dad. You know, I the, sold your book, Zambia Shall Be Saved. So I'm going to pick up this one and ensure that you bring my money No, but you, you won't manage. I'm Angoni. So, yeah. Dr. Mumba, honestly speaking, you come out as one that believes you will be president in 2021, but again, you also understand that if you're not, uh, there will be a time when that will happen. Is that, is that a doubt or you are sure of what you're doing uh, to become president for this country? Wiseman, if I was not sure, I would not fight what I, the way I fight. I don't fight for just my presidency. I fight for my country to have a president who fears God. And that is why I've put myself forward. I shall become president of the Republic of Zambia. I have no doubt about that. Uh, is this this August? I believe so. Uh, but are uh, the forces on your side? The forces were not on Lungu's side when he became president. The forces were not um, on Kaunda's side. They were on Nkumbula's side, but Kaunda became president. The forces were not on Chiluva's side. They were on um, um, uh, uh, the late, uh, the former husband of our current vice president, uh, Mr. Arthur Winner's side. So even all the presidents that have become president, except Michael Sata, the wind was not on their side, but they became president. We got to Congo that my friend, who is there, Felix Sekedi, was not even number three being rated, but he is the president today. And my friend Chakwera, uh, Reverend Chakwera in Malawi, he is president today as a reverend. So there are many circumstances where people give, get themselves out of the rest by observation 
that, oh, my party has gone through problems so I cannot become president. It's not the party. It's not the problems or it's not the lack of problems. It's because God wants you to be president at that time. And the president of Zambia this year is the seventh president. And that's a very critical number for those of us that read scripture. And Zambia is now a Christian nation. And Zambia now has got principles and values that we are perpetuating through parliament, perpetuated by the president himself. Zambia has a day of prayer and fasting. There's no other country with that kind of configuration of a Christian state. And the only thing missing in Zambia is a Christian leader who subscribes to making sure that this decision we have made at Zambia can now be uh, uh, translated into reality by somebody who understands biblical principles. Politics Unleashed, 97.7 Lusaka Music Radio, and I'm talking here with Dr. Nevis Mumba, who is president for the Movement for Multi-Party Democracy, New Hope. And uh, we have profiled more about his leadership because that's what we want to first get out of there. But obviously there are so many other issues and questions that you might have. And so when we take this break, we are opening the phone lines, which are 0977-977-860. That's 0977-977-860. So we take a short break and when we come back we expect you to ring us thank you get interactive and share your thoughts with us we'd love to hear from you call us on 0977-977-860 that is 0977-977-860 got a caller on the line hello good afternoon good afternoon how are you for whatsapp and voice notes the number is 0977-977-860. Lusaka Music Radio, 97.7. When all you need is good sound. Good sound. Good sound. Oh, for sure. It's all the hits in one place. It's all the hits in one place. Saka Music Radio for the love of music. Development is it happening in your area? Your leaders must share their vision and actions for a better Zambia. It is your right to ask your leaders to fulfill their campaign promises. Zambia must develop. Zambia needs great leaders. Great leaders do not lead organizations. They lead people. This is Politics Unleashed. Exclusive to LM Radio 97.7 FM. Catch Politics Unleashed every Wednesday at 10 hours. Politics Unleashed. Making our leaders accountable. Call 0977-977-860 for your contributions. The views expressed in this program. You are listening to Flatline Radio. It's a very wonderful time for those of you that have tuned in still, and uh, we're talking with Dr. Nevis Mumba. Hello, we do have a call. Please just uh, just turn off. Good for... morning. Good morning, sir. How are you today? Uh, Dr. Mumba, good morning. Hey, good morning, sir. Okay, uh, uh, wise man, this is uh, your uncle, Evangelist Chakulia. Ah, Chakulia, Chakulia. Yes, so your um, name, your name, uh, we do not say Nuevo Nani. Yeah. We should ask Nuevo Inshi. So, so far, so good. Uh, uh, Dr. Mumba. Yes, sir. I just want to say this. Uh, please, 
I've, I've listened to you on um, different fora. Mm -hmm. uh, today, make sure you spend more time telling the Zambian people what you think your government can do for them than be spending all your time on radio shows explaining the fiascos in the MMD, this and that. I think at the end of the day, that takes away so much. For me as a citizen, I really want to hear much more on what you're going to do for the Zambian citizen than what you're doing with the MMD rivals within the party. Please, spend time on that. That is what we want to hear now. Thank you, sir. Well, I think that that message is for wise man. Yes, because, because uh, you remember we said when we come back we yeah, should be able to exactly. now dive into that yeah, because you know we want to we uh, we appreciate that Chakulia. We yeah. wanted to first get to a point where we understand that there are issues mm -hmm. and those issues can be dealt with. Exactly. So some of the challenges, Doctor Mumba, are that the MMD government at that time, the MMD party, did run quite well, exactly. but then there was a mess. And you don't want to attach yourself with that mess of, of so many things. That's why we call it New Hope now. Fantastic. Hello. We do have a caller. Good morning. You're through. Hello. Two. Morning, sir. Go ahead, please. Uh, your name and your contribution. Thank you. Sweet boy on the line. I'm calling Vin Lusaka. Go ahead with your question or contribution. Thank you. Whenever I was born, I was a pastor. I was a Sweet boy on the line. <laughs> first question convention Those are very nitty-gritty pointers exactly. because uh, there's a lot of jumps back and forth. You jumped, you hooped on the other side, you were together with uh, UPND and so on. Mm. Uh, so you know, the I, question I is, are you going to go back to PF because no, no, you're scared of all those things? You can't say go back. I've never been in PF. Mm. So when you say go back to PF, I've never mm. been in PF in my Correction life. Correction in that. Yeah. Uh, first of all, um we have a Katwishinga Machufa National Yeah, we are talking about Machufa. So, when we are talking about Machufa, we are talking about Machufa. 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 We are talking about that is why we continued uh, with the convention. So the convention, we held it successfully. The elections were concluded, and we are now going into the countryside to start our sensitization for the election. So and that work with the convention, and one of the reasons was injunction kumuntu member wa party. 
It was all politics at that particular time. So I just want to make sure that you understand that um, the misbehavior ya uyomulumendo, uushili member wa party, elio expulsion yakwe, ni expulsion elio naba kote awe, naba alanda, ukutila he's totally expelled. Ino nshita ni uh, PF abomba na, na PF government as a minister. That's point number one. Point number two, um, at mwaileku yu pia ndi naomule yaku, because kupamila ndi wa milandu. Mfweni mkwai, first of all, Chali wama sana huku mfofi omu nenu wale landa. Tapali nshita na landi hati ifa tulea mkubomba na ba PF. Elo na yaswike yo question na tile. Banji pusha tushaba PF ngabai sati mbombe na bo. Kutimu wabomba na bo. I said that decision is not my decision. Never been my decision. It's a decision of the National Executive Committee of the Movement for Multiparty Democracy. I gave him the, the, the example of what happened in 2016 that I didn't even vote in that 68-man uh, National Executive Committee when they voted, uh, the party voted to go to the UPND. I, as chairman, I may not even be agreeable, but the way MMD works is that NEC makes those decisions. This time around, there was a question that was posed to me. We have come back from the convention. We are getting ourselves ready uh, to campaign. And if there was any need for any alliance like all these other parties are discussing, UPND is discussing alliances, PF is starting to talk about alliances, and when MMD starts to talk about alliances, everybody becomes uptight. So every political party today knows the 50% plus one might be a nightmare. For, so, the sake, for the sake of saving the nation, if you were asked PF, suppose you lost to PF, suppose you lost, and then you're asked by PF to say, join us forget, resign as president of MMD, would you do that? But what would be the purpose? No, that? the purpose would be to ask you to say, come, because we believe that you are a good leader. Come well, and join us. Well, I think that... Uh, let go of MMD, come and join us. No, we wouldn't let go of MMD. MMD has values. If somebody says, let's combine our values so that the values of MMD are not lost in whatever alliance or arrangement we get into, I have no problem. I feel that the values of MMD, the democratic prowess of MMD, must be sustained in this country in order for this country to stand a chance of developing. You've been very consistent on those on those pointers, and uh, some battles. I mean, uh, you you went some time back recently. You were in Vubui, yes. uh, talking to the people on the ground, and guns were pointed at you, and you you were calm. Uh, you, you were being moved away so that you do not speak to the people. Honestly speaking, what do you take of issues of violence and pushing each other when it comes to election? You see, um, governments around Africa and Zambia in particular must learn that using the brutality of the police to uh, restrict your opponents uh, deteriorates the, the value of an election victory. For instance, if the opposition cannot be allowed to campaign, then the PF wins. It's not a win. It's a win for violence. It's a win for destabilization. It's a win for lack of development and progress in the nation. The fact that you have won an election through crooked means does not mean the country will move forward. To the contrary, the country will start to go backwards because people who are supposed to help you succeed as a government will be fighting you from day one. 
You don't need that if you want to develop a country like Zambia. That is why we have insisted as MMD, the prosperity of this country depends on the impartiality of the Electoral Commission of Zambia. So I look like a true opponent of ECZ, not because I don't like the people that serve there, it's because I know how much of a danger they could be to the peace and security of our nation. And if they don't get this, they are going to be the cause of our problems. I want to confirm, uh, I said this in Niger during one of the um, former heads of state's uh, summit where I was invited last year. I said that if you look at Africa, the biggest cause for conflict uh, insecurity in Africa are the electoral commissions on the African continent. Which side with the ruling party? Making half the, com the, the population angry throughout the next five years after the election. That's where the conflict comes from. And I appeal to ECZ, make sure you consult every stakeholder. Make sure the election is free and fair, not just on the day of the election. Starting now, we should not be stopped like I was stopped going to Vubu. We shouldn't be stopped. We should be allowed to go in there and tell our people what we're going to do for them when we form government. Just like my friend said earlier today, that my job now, now that the convention is behind us, now that I've been given another five-year mandate as president of MMD, my job now is not to talk about the challenges of MMD. My job is to tell the Zambian Zambians what I'm going to do and I've got a great plan for this country. I've always had. Fantastic. Yeah. We're coming to that in just maybe three to four pointers that you're going to just uh, push out and say this is what we will do as MMD should we form government. You are calling us on uh, 0977-977-860. We're talking with uh, Dr. Nevis Mumba, President for the Movement for Multi-Party Democracy, New Hope. Um, good morning and welcome to Politics Unleashed. Good morning. Yes, please go ahead with your contribution uh, question Pastor and tell Temo, us your yeah. name. Pastor who? Um, I'm a supporter of uh, Dr. Nevers Mumba. And okay. uh, I love his values, I love his ideas, and uh, I just want him to hold on to the vision. You come to pass, I believe. At least we are a lot of people that believe with him. Because we want those values to be part of this nation, Zambia. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Dr. Mumba. You Thank you. It's always good to have people that believe um, in a vision, and because that's what really makes it uh, possible. So thank you so much, uh, my dear brother, and continue to pray that um, you know God's will be done for this great nation. We take another caller. Good morning. You're through to Politics Unleashed. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Please go ahead with your name, contribution, or question. I'm fine. Thank you. How are you? Very well. Please go ahead with your name, contribution, or question. Hello? Yes, what is your name? We are talking to Ian Munga. Talk to us, Ian. Good morning, Mr. Mumba. Good morning, Ian. Good morning. Yeah, I'm just here. I'm a, I'm a supporter of MMG. Thank you so much. 
Well, there's no conflict in MMD now. There's one person that is being heavily funded to uh, destabilize MMD. Uh, he's soon to be disabled. And uh, just watch the space. Just watch the space. There's another caller there, and uh, good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Please tell us your name. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Please uh, tell us your name, then you can go ahead with your contribution or question. This is Friday within Osaka. Oh, Friday. Great. Yeah, um, number one, I want to contribute, then I'll ask a question at the end. Go ahead and do that, sir. Uh, number one, Dr. Mumba, I'm one of those youths that have followed you. Mm, mm. Uh, but the way I see you now, you've lost the voice of confidence. I trusted you a lot, but now it's like you're losing the voice of confidence. Because the path is not the same as it was before. It has been shaken and it has failed to go back to its roots. It's failing to stand. It's like it's trembling every time it's trying to stand, someone will come and disturb it. So I want to know exactly, and to be honest from you, that right now we don't have to be persuaded by this, the UPNP or PF. MMD can stand on its own. MMD is a big party in our and it should be able to stand on its own. And we have been fighting to see you as the president because we trusted you, because we know you fear God. That's the kind of the leader we want. But as I see it right now, in our country, the elections, they are not for those people who like, maybe let me say, who follow God a lot, because they are not of bribes. And um, it's like you cannot win elections with a straight way. You have to take some shortcuts. So as for MMD now, where are we going? Do we have our own president on the ballot paper or we are going to support someone on the 2012 um, August election? Thank you. Now, in summary of those questions, are you going to stand August or you will have gone to either PF or any other party and uh, the voice of confidence? The, the movement for multi-party democracy is running a campaign to stand on the 12th of August uh, 2021, just like all the other political parties, uh, UPND and the, uh, the Patriotic Front. Uh, these are the three parties um, that are the big parties at the moment. Uh, I am going to run for president, and I do not know where all this is coming from. If you remember and you recall, MMD was not for the past 12 months even talking about alliances. It was uh, UPND, NDC, ADD. Those are the parties, and people felt that was fine uh, for them to talk about that. But um, me answering one question by saying when I was asked whether I could work with this party or that party, and saying only the National Executive Committee can decide. The whole country goes crazy. Nevers wants to go into an alliance. Why does he want to go into an alliance? But every other party is talking about alliances, including the patriotic front, because everyone is trying to measure how this thing is going to go. For us, we are a party like UPND. We are a party like PF. We have been in government before. Zambians know what we can do. Zambians had a better economy than they have now under the movement for multi-party democracy. Zambians were prouder than they are now to be Zambians under the movement for and we want to restore that confidence in the people of this country that we can be better, we can do better and we can go further under the movement for multi-party democracy that Zambians are aware of. The hour has come, new hope is here, what are we anchoring on MMD should you form government? First of all, I just want to assure the Zambian people there are certain things they must be comfortable about. 
one of the biggest problems that is being faced by Zambia is not poverty, it's not even the high prices, it is a lack of order and systems in this country. I served as Vice President to Levi Mwanawasa, and he identified that if we don't put a system of credibility and order so that when you go to a court of law, true judgment is given. When the police come to arrest you, they follow procedure and they don't arrest you because they are shortcuts and because you belong to the opposition. They, they, there's order that needs to ensure that people can get what they deserve. But where there is no order, it, uh, it translates into what we call corruption. Corruption thrives in disorder. And the first thing I'm going to remove in this country is disorder. Wise man, when you look at a lot of intelligent Zambians that are no longer in Zambia but in Europe or the United States, are you aware why they have gone to those countries? Europe is not, all Europe put together cannot even be richer than Zambia. But they rushed there looking for, not for wealth necessarily, but looking for a system that works. Order. We don't have order in this country. That's why criminals become millionaires in this country. That's why criminals become political leaders in this country. Because the more confused the state and the country is, the more corruption thrives and the more poverty thrives and the more uh, disillusionment comes into the population. So you cannot improve Zambia without creating systems that work. When you report a case to the police, you're sure they'll deal with it without anybody going to give them money and change their decision. And for me, I am following, and, and I know some people have a problem with me mentioning God, but at the end of the day, he is the owner of everything. Before he created man and anything else, he first created order. He said, let there be light, so that when man is created, there'll be enough oxygen, there'll be enough trees for photosynthesis and, and life to continue to flow. That's what I'm going to do. I'll make sure that the economic path for recovery is real. And Zambians can trust me that I worked with one of the most effective presidents in this country, Levi Mwanawasa. We managed to zero the $7.2 billion debt. How did we do it? We did it because we decided to employ fiscal discipline in our expenditure. Public expenditure was reduced. The salaries for civil servants were frozen for two years. And President Mwanawasa reduced his salary. And ministers, the, the, the little perks that were being given to ministers were withdrawn so that we can make sure we put the country back on track. Did we succeed? Yes, we succeeded. We became one of the 10 fastest growing economies. I'll do that as president because we worked closely together with Levi Mwanawasa to resuscitate the economy. The problem is almost the same today, Wiseman. It's almost the same because now we are, you know, government says we have just under $15 billion in debt, which is double what we found. Um, and the World Bank believes, or rather uh, believes that we are $27 billion in debt. Whichever figure is correct is irrelevant right now. There's only one team, one party, that is able, which has a history of zeroing a debt uh, stock, and that's MMD. And the good news is that at the time it was happening, Nevis Mumba was the vice president. And there's no doubt that we are able to repeat that miracle and give Zambians a relief so that the money we're spending in paying back the debt, we spend it in improving our hospital facilities, our school education, the social sector, and ensure that we plow money back into the lives of the Zambians so that we can improve the quality of life of Zambia. So I'll create order. 
And secondly, I'll make the vision for Zambia clear so that somebody in Chama province understands what the vision for Zambia is. Somebody in, um, in uh, Senkobo understands what the vision for Zambia is. And that will be my, my job. And listen to this before I leave this part. Nevers, how are you going to do that? How are you going to share the vision? Because a country without a vision, without a vision, people perish. Zambia does not have a vision. If you ask people, where are we going? They don't know. Because the leadership has not spelled out clearly what our path of what we're going to be in five years' time from now and ten years from now, not in the development programs that they have at cabinet office, but in simple street language that Okina to Chule for now for five years. Because after five years, and then our lives will be like this. I've done this before, wise man. I did it when I was in church. I cried out, Zambia shall be saved, and explained what that meant. And not only do Zambians now understand, you can go any province of Zambia and say, Zambia, shout, Zambia shall be saved, and you hear somebody in the background say, Nevas Mumba. Why? Because they have identified a vision with a human being. And it doesn't matter which province. If you say, who is Zambia shall be saved, they'll tell you it's Nevas Mumba. Why? Through the years, I have clarified this vision that this country deserves better. Now today, which is 40-something years later, a generation later, we do have a Christian nation. The population of Christians in Zambia is 97.3%, historic and the highest in the entire region. Zambia now is not only declared a Christian nation, we have a day of prayer, fasting and reconciliation, and it's a holiday. We have values that are given by the president every year in parliament cementing the Christianity that now we have, which we didn't have 40 years ago when I started to preach. So the vision of Zambia shall be saved in, tr in truth has been fulfilled. And Zambians can trust that Nevers, when he starts with a vision, he holds on. I held on for 40 years. When I look back, Zambia is totally changed. The only thing missing now is to place leadership of morality and integrity and those with the fear of God at the helm of this Christian country. And that is our last fight. And once that is done, Zambia shall not be recognized in the manner that people um, are used to. You've spoken so passionately, but I'm looking at you and I'm thinking, is he not just another politician, but you are saying you are not like any other? I can't be like any other uh, politician. There's no politician in this country that has a vision history. There's no politician in this country who has the credentials that I have in terms of being trained and prepared for the job. I was prepared and trained as a church leader. And the church leader is a community worker. He deals with the problems of human beings 24-7. That's what I did from the age of 18 years old until now. I have 52 churches in this country. We had one of the largest conferences taking place in this nation. The only young Zambian who got on television before any gospel was ever preached on Zambian television. And I was the only one doing that for a long time. So I have been prepared. But not only have I been prepared in leadership in church, but I've been prepared in politics itself. I became vice president of this country at the age of 43 years old. And one of the youngest vice presidents that Zambia, if not the only, the youngest vice president that Zambia has ever had. I think I'm only equal to Kenneth Kaunda. Kenneth Kaunda also became, he, he became president at 43. But the point I'm trying to make today is basically to let the Zambians know that I am trained with a background of church, I am trained with a political life, but I'm also trained as a diplomat, 
as a diplomat who served in one of the um, high-profile Western countries of Canada. And there negotiated one of the highest deals for this country under my signature, which was the purchase of the Lumwana mine by Barrick Gold. It was $7.8 billion under my signature. And never in the history of these matters of mining and whatever has that ever been done. But no one wants to give Nevis Mumba that credit. They would rather fight him because they don't want a Christian leader to become president. And therefore, the Christians have now risen to say that now we have gone this far to make Zambia a Christian nation. Why can't we have a Christian president like they have in Malawi, Reverend Chakwera, who is the reverend from the Assemblies of God? I think Zambians now are ready for this new leader, and we are going to make sure that we provide that for them. Fantastic. I hear your breath and all that. So this is Politics Unleashed 97.7 uh, right now. Just in case there's one more last caller, we'll take that call. But otherwise, uh, Dr. Mumba, uh, it is something that we always ask here. Development, is it happening in your area? Do you... Okay, there's a caller there. Just a very last caller. Good morning. Good morning. Please tell us your name. Go Good ahead morning. with your contribution or question. Uh, Pastor Tembo again. Yes, Pastor Tembo. Um, there is something that I've noted from what uh, Dr. Mumba is saying. Yes. Um, where Christians now have realized that this is time for a Christian president to come into Zambia. Because right now, Zambia is declared a Christian nation, but uh, we discover that it's very difficult in Zambia to register a church than to register a bar. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Those are, are, are these are the things that are happening in Zambia right now. A country where it started to declare a Christian nation, mm -hmm. they would rather open the bar and close the church because of coronavirus. And even we, the Christians, are saying we are voting for Bumba because we want the churches to go and the bars closed. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. Dr. Mumba, of course, that is very important, and we're not going to push down the Christian religion, uh, but do we have enough Christians that will morally believe in what you're saying and vote for you? Or we are going to scare the other voters who will say, these Christians, when they come into play, they will squash us. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Well, they I just, think... just make us go away. They no, don't no. like us, these Christians. No, I think Zambians are comfortable with me. Uh, they observed me as vice president. Before I was vice president, there was a lot of apprehension that when Nevers comes in, he will be shutting down bars, he would be doing this because he's a Christian person. No, Christianity does not mean that you, you, you drive down the throat of people the Christian faith. That is not Christianity. Christianity must be taken because you believe in it. Our, all we need to do is to be examples and let people emulate that example and receive Christ because they are watching the Christ in us. You cannot force a human being to be saved or to become a Christian. And that's not who I am. Um, I, I think that God created the, the earth and the world and he allows the rain to fall on good people and bad people and criminals and on saints. He doesn't segregate. Uh, but men, men have to choose God on their own. So Zambians do not have to fear because they have seen me as vice president. I executed my responsibilities well. 
I did not go there preaching about the church. I went there preaching development and morality and integrity and leadership, fairness, justice for all Zambians, because that's what the Christian values are. And therefore, I don't think Zambians have a problem with that. We are not coming to shut down bars or anything. No, but we are going to raise the bar of righteousness so that people can understand that progress works better in a place where there is the fear of God and there is equity, there is justice, and there is that desire to make sure that you don't judge someone by the virtue, by virtue of their tribe or their political affiliation. Justice is key in bringing development to this country. So I, I just want to comfort those people that are thinking the way you have been describing today. No, no, it's not going to be that way. Nevis is not new on the block. You know, I have, um, you know, been president or, or vice president of this country, and um, they have seen me uh, become equitable. But the other, there's a question that was asked that we have not yeah, dealt let's with. Let's just drop that one quickly yeah. in so we can see He how says that, uh, Dr. Mumba, you have lost the voice of confidence, but it's not the same. I've already explained that to him, that there is no one that brought reform who was not fought. Talk about anybody. Talk about Nelson Mandela. Talk about talk about um, even Kenneth Kaunda. Talk about Chiluba himself. Uh, the destabilization that comes to your life when you are about to become. Talk about Joseph in the Bible, whom his own brothers tried to destroy. And yet he became what God was. Daniel, it's the same. So Nevis Mumba being fought as viciously as he's being fought is not a sign that he will never become. It's actually a sign that he probably is the guy that God has pre prepared for this place. Because if not, why fight him? People say MMD is gone. It's dead. Then why fight MMD? Because the the young man you've mentioned, Rafael Nakachinda, Rafael Nakachinda has nothing. He has no background. He cannot fight the institution. He's being helped. But at the end of the day, he shall fail like he has always failed. Because anything you do in bitterness, in hatred, in vengeance, never succeeds. You may even look like you succeed today. They give you a nomination as MP. They give you a, an appointment as minister. All those are temporal situations. In two months' time, none of that is going to be on his name. So what is important is to live in peace with everybody. Respect those that have helped you in life. And honor them. That's the only way God can preserve you through difficult times. So people should not worry about the challenges we've gone through uh, as MMD because God allowed it. I did not stand against anybody to try to insult them or to try to steal anything from them. I've been trying to execute my job as president of the Movement for Multi-Party Democracy and the fights are not unique when you are going somewhere. President Lungu is commissioning a bridge down the road here and so on. Would you like to say hello to him? <laughs> yes. Well, yes, of course. I would like to um, say hello to President Lungu. Uh, the job of president is a challenge. Uh, I just want to remind him that, uh, yes, we also had a lot of you know, uh, roads that we did, hospitals as MMD, uh, but we lost the election. So at the end of the day, uh, governments are expected to do what the president is doing. They are supposed to build bridges. They are supposed once they build a bridge, we should not stand and start to clap and say thank you for building the bridge. No, it's the responsibility of government to do that. It's like the story in the Bible where the Bible says, when a when a servant comes and serves 
the master, uh, for the master to eat. The master doesn't stop eating and say, thank you very much for doing what you're doing. He said he's doing his job, his responsibility. So the point I'm trying to make is that, first of all, government must acknowledge that Zambians expect them to perform in the manner that they are performing in terms of infrastructure. So I greet him this morning together with the team and commend him for that bridge because it's it's just a few meters away from my house. So I think it's decongesting that area. And it's a great effort that uh, they have done and uh, we will not take it away from them. But uh, I think to win an election, they need to do more than build bridges. I think they need to build bridges between the patriotic front and the hurting and suffering Zambian people. That's the most significant bridge the PF can build at the moment. Fantastic. This has been Politics Unleashed with me, Wiseman Zulu, and today I was talking with Dr. Nevas Mumba, who is now continuing president of the movement for multi-party democracy with a twist to it as New Hope. So until next week at the very same time, all I'm going to say is that God bless you and may he keep Zambia safe. You are listening to Flatline Radio. Let's get it. Is it happening in your area? Your leaders must share their vision and actions for a better Zambia. It is your right to ask your leaders to fulfill their campaign promises. Zambia must develop. Zambia needs great leaders. Great leaders do not lead organizations. They lead people. This is Politics Unleashed. You are listening to Flatline Radio. The views expressed in this program are not of LM Radio. Ubuenga lo wako chimfia ubuabu usorwe sorwe muno Zambia na abu kudilako kabidibure wami na kofie ukuchilapo. Nishita yenu ukubwele la mkuchimfia kona wa BolaBet. Kabie ni pa website yesu ipia pa bolabet.co.zm na ngutanda dilenea maofeshi yesu umotusangwa ichalo chonse. Na tuishibo kutila mutonto nkanyo kuti muliba kalapashi muli ubu wangalo. No mbabushe, na muipeka nyoku chimfi yako. Bigger and better than Ella Bet. Number one betting brand. Bigger and better than Ella Bet. Bola Bet, ilangeni ukutila, mwadishi bobu angalo. How does COVID-19 spread? More is being studied about how COVID-19 affects people every day. Older people and people with chronic medical conditions such as diabetes and heart disease appear to be more at risk of developing severe symptoms. This message is brought to you by Lusaka Music Radio in conjunction with the World Health Organization. Can the agents of Sua Chamber? The agents 
Sangale ni ba mamwansa 